Club members. I'm Kate and I'm Ariana and welcome back to the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. We are a podcast slash internet community where we talk about all things horror, mostly scary movies, but also true crime, the paranormal and most things spooky. We cover different horror movies every other week and this week it is our creature feature pick of heated debate on our Patreon page. (laughs) (laughs) We're covering the 1979 original Alien. Alien. Alien, yes. So Ariana's pretending to be like super chill about it. But the fact of the matter is she's super excited that we're covering Alien right now. <laughs> I I can't. I The first time I saw it, I texted Kate and I was like, have you seen this movie? <laughs> that was the first time you saw Alien? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so you didn't like grow up watching this? Nope. Mm-mm. Wait, so wait, when did you first see it? Um, Probably like a few months ago. What? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the first. How did you get into it? Um, I don't know. I think I was listening to Horror Movie Talk, actually, and they were talking about it. And I was like, yes, I need to watch this. It sounds great. So I guess you're not trying to hide your feelings this episode. (laughs) You're not Um, playing your your cards that close to the chest. Not trying to hide my feelings. Alien's great. Everyone loves Alien. All right. Well, so this is the part where I say who recommended the movie of the week. Uh, It was her, guys. It was Ariana. Me. (laughs) But here's the thing, you guys voted on it. <laughs> you did. So it. you, you made the did that choice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, that's right. So on our Patreon, we you know, everyone who's listening, guess what? You're a club member. That's just how it works. There's nothing you can really do about it. But if you want to join our Patreon page and become a club officer, you get voting rights, which means we pitch, hey, we're doing this theme. This week was creature feature. And then we give you suggestions based on club member recommendations that we get from Instagram or sometimes from the person who is sitting right over there. <laughs> Ariana. Creature feature. What were the other two? And I it, forget. Antlers. Oh, yeah. Oh, Antlers. Antlers, which um, everyone thinks that I wanted to do Alien, and I am not saying that I did want to do Alien. <laughs> yeah, I felt like you but wanted to I, do Antlers. I did want to do Antlers. I wanted to talk about Antlers, but uh, that's not what everyone on Patreon thinks. Everyone on Patreon uh, immediately took to the comment section and was like, okay, guys, it's very obvious that they're manipulating us <laughs> to, do, well, to do Alien. That's because when you posted the poll, you put a picture of Alien. You put a picture of Sigourney Weaver. I didn't know. It's true. Okay, so here's the thing. I knew we were doing creature feature, and I was like, well, what's a good creature? Alien. And so I was looking at cool alien photos, and there was one from Alien 3 that I really liked, so I posted it on Instagram. And it... Guys, I hadn't seen Alien before, just for the record. So I like wasn't like a diehard Alien fan. I didn't really want to cover Alien or anything like that. But Ariana in like an episode prior had said that she was like a big Alien fan, I yes. guess. Yeah. And so that combined with my ill-timed Instagram post <laughs> made all of our club officers so <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> They just They're really like, want to do Alien. We see what you're doing. Yeah. 
I actually <laughs> didn't even vote because I felt bad. I was like, oh, like let's just let the cards fall where they <laughs> where they will, and I don't want to. You didn't this. vote. I did not vote. But then again, by the time I, I didn't got vote on either, it, Alien was winning anyway. So <laughs> yeah, Alien was like decimating the polls. Yeah. So like, ever y'all can blame us all you want. And to be fair, <laughs> it was Ariana who made the suggestion that I took. Yeah. But y'all wanted this. <laughs> So nice try. And to be clear, I didn't necessarily want to cover Alien because as I've mentioned in several episodes, I am not a huge sci-fi person. I was going to say, is it because it's sci-fi? Yeah, it is. Like, I'm really picky about my sci-fi. And don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I like certain sci-fi. Everybody knows my favorite horror movie is The Thing. Yeah. It's the thing. And you like signs. And this definitely has, and I fucking love signs. I'm not going to, look, I'm not going to take any questions at this time about signs. <laughs> Go back and listen to our episode and then come argue with me. But today we're going to argue about Alien because I don't know. <gasps> oh my God. I don't know. Yeah, for once you get your heart broken. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, this is going to be like Halloween all over again because everyone loves Alien. I know. I get that, and I know that, I know this, listen, I know ahead of time this episode is going to get me some heat, because people (laughs) are ride or die for Alien, and just for the whole franchise, like, not just Alien, like, you talk about Alien, and people say things like, the perfect movie, I brought it up at work, because I, oh, here's the thing, so here's the thing (laughs) with Alien, in my experience with Alien, I've seen it, right? Like, I've seen it. I know the scenes. I know burst out of the chest. I know, you know, Wait, you'd Weaver. seen it? I thought you said you hadn't seen it. So I haven't... So I've seen it in that I know from existing in the past, like, 29 years. So, like, I know the major references. beats of the movie. Exactly. I know the major beats just from existing and from pop culture. So I wasn't really looking forward to this movie. And I'll give you another example. Um, so in, God, man, I'm just really going to have people hating me. (laughs) I have never seen Star Wars. What? And, (laughs) okay, don't even miss, I don't watch Lord of the Rings. I don't watch the new Star Wars, but I watch the old Star Wars a lot. Okay, well, that's the thing. So I've, I've, and I'm using air quotes, I've seen Star Wars, right? Mm. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know all the beats. I know these are not the droids you're looking for. (laughs) I know Wookiees. I know what a Tauntaun is. Like, I know the Carbonite scene. I know who Jabba the Hutt is. Like, I know know it. I know all of this stuff because I cannot exist in the United States and not. Like, it's not, it's not a... Especially today, now that Disney has their hands on it. (laughs) Fucking Disney. Yeah, Disney has, like, Disney has a chokehold on fucking Star Star Wars fans yeah and so I understand that I'm making myself very vulnerable by being like eek I didn't watch it oops it was like it was too late Kate's I'm like hipster. one of those few people <laughs> no I'm not I'm not trying to be it's like it's like those people you meet who are like oh I never watch Harry Potter and you like get really angry with them even if yeah. they're like nice people <laughs> I get that that's who I am right now for most people listening who love Star Wars but listen I so I have seen it but I haven't watched it okay so right now I am watching Star Wars with Nick. Oh. Yeah, because he, he put on um, the second one, episode five, I guess. Are you talking was, about the 70s like, Star that? Wars? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, like OG Star Wars. Got it. Yeah, of course, obviously. Got no, it. I'm not watching the fucking Phantom Menace. Like we're watching like <laughs> n- A New Hope. Like no, 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 no. 
Even I know better than that. I was like, dang. I don't okay. want to. No, I don't want to see Jar Jar Binks. I want to see some C-3PO. Yeah. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm super into it. I'm like, OK. But it was really it was visually boring. So I'm like, I know this scene. I know what's going to happen. I've seen this. I've seen that. But right now I'm we're two episodes in and I'm like, Princess Leia is a badass. Love yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Give me as much C-3PO and R2-D2 as you were legally allowed to give me. <laughs> and, you know, Han, I can take or leave. But <laughs> overall, as a as a trilogy, I'm like super into it, even though I'm really, really late to the game. So I knew that me saying, oops, I haven't seen Alien. I've seen it, but I haven't watched it. I'm so I interested. Know, I knew all the major beats. I'm interested to know if you knew like the twist in the middle of it. There's a twist in the middle of it? Yes. <laughs> um, maybe I, I guess I just... Did you watch this So movie? that's the thing. <laughs> I, watch, I watch this movie. It's just I knew all of the major beats because, again, this movie was a huge part of pop culture. Okay, okay. As, okay, as with, like, the last freaking three movies that we have watched... Guess what? It was selected for preservation in the natural in the National yes. Film Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. The American Film Institute ranked it the seventh best sci-fi of all time. Wow. So I recognize it's, it's it won an Academy Award yeah. for visual effects. It's widely considered as one of the greatest science fiction and horror films of all time. And I get that, and I have nothing but respect for that. Do you? Do f- I have nostalgia for that? <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Do you no. feel like this qualifies as horror? Yes. Yes. So like that that's that was the question the whole time, right? Because yeah. that's a question that comes up a lot. Even whenever I first was making this podcast and I was like, oh, I'm starting a podcast. People would be like, you should cover Alien. And I'm like, does that really count? Oh, oh my God. And so I will tell you after watching this movie, I think it absolutely counts. Yeah, Absolutely. For all the same reasons as any other monster movie counts, it counts. And just because it's an alien yes. and it's sci-fi also doesn't mean that it's mutually exclusive. I agree. Por que yes. no las dos? What? <laughs> Por que no las dos? <laughs> it's from the- Why not both? <laughs> Maybe this was just in Florida, but there's this really cute little Mexican girl and it's like a commercial for tacos. It's a taco shell commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you, so I do not speak Spanish, but I knew the phrase that you had just said. It's from a and taco immediately commercial. I was, yeah, I was like, why not both? <laughs> I'm not cultured. I just like tacos. <laughs> Kate's incredibly white. <laughs> I'm I'm as white as it gets, but I've seen that taco shell commercial, so I agree. Why not both? And that was an argument people had brought up about Signs, which is insane to me because it's objectively a horror movie. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's an alien, so it can't be horror. No, yeah. Yeah. I think on the spectrum, Signs is probably more horror than Alien. I would agree with that. I wouldn't have said that because I'm not brave enough because I've already put myself under a gigantic target right now. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone is coming for you. I feel very vulnerable. I feel just as vulnerable as I did whenever I talked about Halloween. I love you guys. I love our club. Every, let's all respect each other's opinions. Yeah, it's just unless, unless it's Unless you're anti-Rocky Horror and then you're not invited to the club fuck anymore. Off. And no. then get out. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We can all like different things. And uh, yeah, I just don't know if I liked this movie. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Uh, I am so surprised. This movie has like such good practical effects. I thought it would have gotten you. So it has, it does. It it does have practical. You want to talk about the practical effects? No, I think you now? should. 
Okay, well, before I get into that, should we give like a... All right, so this movie came out in 1979. So yeah. this is your spoiler warning if you don't want this 30-year-old movie to be spoiled for you. Uh, go watch it. Um, it's go 40 watch years it. Old. Jesus Christ. So go watch it. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a lot of spoilers after this. So like, come back. Okay, great. You're back. Now, um, if you haven't seen this movie and you don't intend on watching it before we talk about it and you want just kind of like a quick, what is this movie? We Here's a teaser for you. You know, I didn't actually prepare one. Ariana, I got one. What's a good... <laughs> hit us. I got What you. is Alien about? Alien. A you're crew... on the street. You're trying to get people into, into the movie. Oh, this, get them into the this, is a good, this is a good one. A crew of astronauts follow an unknown transmission and encounter a deadly life form whose biological perfection is matched only by its hostility. Ooh, that's, I got chills. That's also a quote from the movie, so <laughs> the last part is. Damn it, is it really? Well, it's good. <laughs> I would have bought a ticket if someone had come up to me on the streets and like told me that. I'd been like, oh, fuck wow. yeah, which way? <laughs> Where do I go? <laughs> which way? Where do I go? What theater? <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what it is. It's definitely got the thing vibes which someone on Instagram mentioned because, again, people are trying to trick me into liking this movie. <laughs> and I'm being a little mean. Like, I don't hate this movie. I really don't. There's parts of it that I really like a lot. But, yeah, like, is it my favorite? I feel like we're all learning I'll, I'll that I'll see if you Kate, can convince me. Kate is aggressively hipster. And she will go no, against I'm not. what everyone else likes just because she wants That's to have a That's not true. Opinion. Okay, <laughs> I am... A fucking simp for the Scream franchise. <laughs> That's true. I am an absolute simp. Yeah. So like I'm like on the blogs. I'm on the Facebook groups. I know what <laughs> Nev Campbell is saying about how much she's getting paid for this movie. I know all of it. It's just I'm a simp for the stuff. I really I either really love it or, you know, That's I could take true. it or leave it. Yeah. And you I know, know you and, don't like in this sci-fi. Movie, yeah, I get it. I, I'm, a, I'm a hard sell on sci-fi. Yeah. I will give you that. Yeah, because on sci-fi, the main thing that I need to care because it's all kind of doodads and whatchamajiggits, if we're being honest, for yeah. me, from my perspective sure. in sci-fi, what I need is I need um, emotional character development. <laughs> oh, got it. I say I from sci-fi, but I mean from like anything. <laughs> <laughs> I understand now why you're not into this. Movie. <laughs> I mean, from my own personal life, I need that. So I needed that from Alien. And I don't think I necessarily got it from Alien. That's fair. And I that's one of the reasons I like it is because the main female <laughs> character is very logical. And they never really reference that she's a woman and she's very, you know, I don't know. She's very logical and less emotional. Now, listen, I'm a, I will stand Ripley. <laughs> there are things I like about this movie. Ripley is number one. Yes. Number one with a gun is fucking Ripley, Ellen Ripley, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Her character in this movie, I'm not, I am not coming for her. She is safe from all She's criticism. She's perfect. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> She's perfect. And I have a lot to talk about with Sigourney Weaver. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I will talk about, you know, the practical effects of this movie. That's my jam. Everyone knows I love me some practical effects. The mm-hmm. older, the better. I will talk about Bilbo. Yeah, we're going to talk about Bilbo in this movie. Because <laughs> yeah. it's all I could see watching this movie was science officer Sir Ian Holm Bilbo. <laughs> yeah. That's all I could see. I'm going to talk about the actual alien and who was, who was in that suit and how they did that suit. I love me some creature effects. And I got a, run, a bunch of random bits. I got, I got all sorts of stuff to talk about. But 
I don't know if we're ready to talk about that. I think first we should just talk about what Alien is culturally as a franchise. Yeah, I agree. Because it's it's a lot. <laughs> it is, yeah. Have you seen more than the first Alien? I have not. Mm-mm. You've only seen the first? So you haven't seen Aliens? Nope, I haven't. I think I've seen pieces so, of it, but not obviously the whole movie. I feel like we've all seen pieces of it, right? Yeah. Like we've seen her in like the little machine thing. Mm-hmm. You know who Newt is. But I'm surprised you haven't seen it as someone who clearly loves Alien. Like, I love it, not... but I only saw it a few months ago. Well, that's plenty of time to have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I texted you and the I was sequel. like, these are the reasons why you need to watch Alien right now. <laughs> oh, you did. You yeah. sure did. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, now I feel like a jackass for not loving it. <laughs> oh, there's stuff I really liked about it. There really is stuff I liked. But I've only seen the first one and I watched it today. And then there's, but there's also Aliens, which is the sequel, which is one of those sequels you know about, even if you're not familiar with the franchise, because it's the one that everyone's like, oh my God, it was better than the first one, or it was just as good as the first one. You know, I called my dad before I watched Alien and he was like, oh, are you watching the first one or the second one? Oh, well, the second one's better. Really? And yeah, so people, people think the second one is, it's like T2. It's like Terminator. Hmm. I don't think Terminator 2 is better. I am ride or die for original Terminator. But there and, but there are people just like the T2 people who are like, ooh, Aliens, the second one, way better. That's where it's at. Really? Is it just that it's like yeah. more action or whatever? I have no idea because I haven't seen it. Yeah. I don't know. I would no like idea. to know. No one says that about Alien 3, just to be clear. Oh. Which is the photo that I posted on Instagram is from Alien 3 because Sigourney Weaver is bald. But yeah, no one's asking about Alien 3. But there's more than the, than the, than the trilogy. There's more. Wow. We have those realize. three. You don't know? Oh, hun. Buckle Mm-mm. up. It's a whole ass thing. It's a whole thing. So we got, we got Alien, Aliens, then we have Alien 3. And then in 97, we have Alien Resurrection. And then, and this is, this is how I got introduced to Alien, if I'm being honest. I didn't watch these movies, but I saw the trailers when I would go to see the movies. After Alien Resurrection, you get the crossover films with Predator. Yeah, <laughs> Alien versus Predator. Yeah, so you get Alien versus Predator, which was in 2004. And then you get Aliens versus Predator, oh colon, Requiem. <laughs> colon, Requiem. Oh, so that's no. Aliens versus Predator, colon, Requiem. That's 2007. Jeez. And then you get prequels. <laughs> So you get prequels. So you get Prometheus, Damn. which was in 2012. And then you get Alien Covenant, which was in 2017, which was not that long ago. Oh, my God. I had no idea. This is like a really yeah. hardcore franchise. Oh, it's hardcore. And the, and the, the prequels were directed by uh, Ridley Scott. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this was this. This is a big deal. I recognize that this movie is a big deal. What it did for like sci-fi horror was like a very big deal. Yeah. And it is a very revered franchise. I respect that. I respect the shit out of that. Wow. That's like eight movies. How many movies is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And and that's not kind of like the video games, you know, the comics, yeah. wow. the books, like yeah. the, the graphic novels, like so much stuff came out of this single movie that yeah. came out in 1979. Is that more than like Scream and Halloween? Not more than Halloween. No. no. Not more than Freddy. Yeah. Not more than Jason. Freddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I think Jason has everyone beat. (laughs) Yeah. But that's my guess. Because you can't kill him. Yeah, that's fair. But I recognize this is a very big deal for movies and horror in general. I get that and I respect it. Is it my favorite movie? Am I ever going to watch it again? (gasps) No. You don't think you're ever going to watch it again? I don't. (gasps) Would I watch the sequel? 
Yes, I would watch the sequel. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah, I mean, I watched it for the first time a few months ago, and I just rewatched it again yesterday. And I agree. I mean, like, it's a little bit slow at times. I'll give you that. At times? And I like sci-fi, but I feel like the whole first half, first of all, this is a long-ass movie. It's like two fucking hours long. It's like two hours. Yeah, the whole first hour, it's like very, like, dread buildup, but, like, not enough. I'm like, I want more. But then the second half is really good. Okay, I think we have similar criticisms then. Yeah. Because the first, I liked the first 10 minutes of the movie, and then it I felt like it dragged for a very, very, very long time. And then the last 30 minutes were boss. The yeah. last 30 minutes were, like, really good. Yeah. But it took so long to get there. I And agree. let's be honest, Sigourney Weaver's, like, not really in <laughs> most yeah. of the first part of this movie, except for whenever she's telling people to do stuff, and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which we'll get into the plot yeah but that's well we're getting ahead of ourselves we're getting ahead of ourselves as per usual. <laughs> I have not discussed or determined a film genre Ooh. so uh, it's it's sci-fi no I'm just kidding I would never <laughs> too easy <laughs> sci-fi oh no I would never do that to you guys this is drool horror drool. <laughs> this is drool horror we have acid alien drool we've got android drool yeah and it's disgusting to me and horrifying, and I don't like it. And this is someone who has, like, listen, I'm a veterinarian. Like, I see drool a lot. Ugh, so much And drool. it is the one thing that I can't, that I don't do well with. Blood, cool. Like, feces, cool. <laughs> Vomit, I'm all right. Drool, I need someone else it's, to help you know me. What? Or I'm it's the consistency. Okay. It's just it's It is the disgusting. consistency. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And, and this is from someone, I own a hound. You know Xander. Yeah. I love Xander. <laughs> He's very drooly. He's a drooly houndy boy that I didn't know <laughs> was a drooly houndy boy when I adopted him and he pulled an old bait and switch and Aww. now he drools on everything. That's because he loves so you. This in- yeah, well, it's because he drools. because <laughs> he's a hound and he can't help it and I love him. But do I have to wipe his lips? Yes, I do. And it's disgusting. Wow. So this entire movie, I'm like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, that's Ew. gross. Yeah. Well, my That's cat what drools, so Unless at least you, you don't different... have a drooly cat. Your cat drools? Yeah, Darwin drools. Darwin drools? Only when like he's happy like, drools, yeah, though. Only when he's like really comfy. That's my favorite is when like a happy cat like purrs and makes biscuits and drools. Yeah. <laughs> if your cat's I, I knew a cat like because he loves you. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> if your hound drools on you, it's because he has no control it's over it. He and he's going to hungry. drool on something. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you, you haven't fed his dinner yet and it's 2 p.m. and how dare you? <laughs> Yeah. Well, th- we've already mentioned this is like an old movie. So this movie came back came out back in uh, on my birthday. Oh, really? May twenty fifth. May twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. That was very cute. Very cute. <laughs> you know my birthday. May- yours is Christmas Eve. Yes. <laughs> Christmas. Unfortunate. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm May twenty fifth, and it was May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy nine. So I was negative fourteen years old <laughs> when this movie came out. And the budget, you know what? I'll let you guess. I'll let you guess. Oh, and this wow. is an 80s or $79. Oh, wow. 80s dollars, we'll call it. Mm, let's see. It's sci-fi, so it's probably going to be a little bit more for that reason. But it wasn't like a huge, hmm, okay, I'm going to go with, I don't know, $40 million. 11. 11? Yeah, pretty low, Yeah, I would say. Mm-hmm. Box office, what you thinking on that $11 million budget? Shoot. Um... Dang, I don't know. 120. And I can already tell. What'd you say? 120. 
That was really close. Really? Yeah, that was really close. Yeah, it was 107. Ooh. That was very good. That was very good. Because I can t- I can tell you know how well this movie did, like, critically. Like, yeah. how it was received. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think if I under... I didn't read much about it, because that's your bag. But if I understand correctly from, like, talking to people, it's like, this wasn't... Because everybody... It's like a household name now, but I don't think that it necessarily was when it first came out. I don't think people were, like, lining people the streets like to go. It. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to Rocky Horror, I guess, right? Like, everyone was like, what well, the heck is oh. this? And then it became... They thought really it was weird. Big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. I don't know well, why. Well, because like back, I don't know why either because so this movie, I'll get into it. So the director is Ridley Scott. He's done a bunch of movies that you guys know. Blade Runner, Thelma and Louise got an Oscar for that. Gladiator, Black Hawk Down. He's a big deal and he really likes sci-fi. Mm-hmm. But he, this was his second movie. So the only movie he had directed before Alien was The Duelists, which was a British historical drama that really wasn't big at all outside of the UK, but it was very well received critically within the UK because Ridley Scott is British. Mm. Most of this cast and crew is British, by the way. Yeah. Um, so he was going to continue down that road. He had already had plans for like other British dramas and historical dramas. And so that was back in the late 70s. And then something happened in 1977. Uh, Star Wars A New Hope came out. Yes. Yep, I brought it back around, you guys. <laughs> You know we're talking about Star Wars. It was relevant. You know we're talking about Star Wars. So Star Wars came out in 1977 and it just like rocked everyone's world. Like it was a very big deal, which is why I I hang my head in shame whenever I'm like, I haven't seen it. Not again. I've seen (laughs) two of the three important ones. I got Empire Strikes Back next. We're watching that tonight. Oh, really? I'll be I'll be one of you guys soon. (laughs) It's just Hope a sci-fi beat Darth day for Vader. you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Big sci-fi day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so 1977 happened. Star Wars happened. And Ridley Scott was like, oh, okay. So no, I'm going to do I'm gonna Ooh, do something in yeah. space. Ooh, I get it. Say no more. Say less. Yeah. So he decides I'm going to do sci-fi horror. And that's how I'm going to break out internationally. Because he's kind of in this UK bubble. Which was a very astute hypothesis. So he accepted this job directing Alien. Which he wasn't the first director they offered it to. They offered it to someone else. And they were like, no. Oh, really? And then... Yeah, they did. They offered it to, I think, two other people. And then they gave it to Ridley Scott, who, like, snatched that shit up immediately. And did a very good job. (laughs) Wow. I didn't realize that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't, like, he wasn't, like, a huge part of the the story. The story was written by two people, kind of. It was this guy, Dan O'Brien, and this other guy, Shushit. Or or Shushit? I'm not sure. But his Shushit's only real other writing credit is Alien versus Predator. So respect to him. (laughs) But they together wrote the story, and then Dan O'Brien basically did the whole screenplay. It's kind of argued who, like, did most of the writing. It was a very big deal. But basically, O'Bannon, who's the main screenplay writer, I'll say that, he openly says, yeah, no, 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 I didn't, because everyone's like, no, that's from this movie, that's from that movie, that's from this movie from the 50s, and this one from the 60s. And he says, listen, I didn't steal alien from anybody i stole alien from everybody <laughs> oh my god jeez. yeah because people are like no 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 like this scene reminds me of the thing from another world from 1951 yeah. he's like correct yeah stole that um which is that <laughs> that movie is about basically a deadly alien creature that's 
pursuing these men in like a claustrophobic environment and he's like yep 100 percent. that was i thought was i thought i thought that was good i wrote it down i stole it um then forbidden planet which was in 56 gave him the idea of like this ship that couldn't be told that they shouldn't land and so okay stole that and then planet of the vampires is a very well-known movie from the 60s from 1965 and it has this scene where the heroes discover a giant alien skeleton and if you look at that scene compared to ariana already knows the scene (laughs) where they land on the planet and they see that giant alien skeleton Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the movie it's exactly from planet of the vampires oh wow in 1965 and o'bannon the writer the screen the screenwriter is like yep stole that stole that stole a little bit of that In respect, like respect. It's not stealing, it's influence, Well, it's right? hard it's to different. come up with new concepts, I feel like, when, you know, the alien culture is so limited, in my opinion. It's so, it's, it, it, it can be, I think that we limit ourselves a little bit, and I think that that's one of my biggest problems with sci-fi, and one of the reasons that I like Arrival so much. Yeah. <laughs> in movies that get a little bit more creative with mm-hmm. sci-fi, but I can't, I can't fault Alien for that, because this movie came out in 79, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. All of the sci-fi movies ahead of its time that were well-known, most of them were B-movies. Most of them are not talked about anymore, but Alien is. Yeah. And Alien, what, I, what I'm looking at and I'm saying, oh, that's a trope, that's a trope, wasn't a trope. It was 1979 and that was hot shit. Mm-hmm. But you can't say it wasn't influenced by other horror movies yeah. and sci-fi movies of the time and of the 50s and 60s because even the writer is like, oh, obviously. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I can... And they even... Appreciate... <laughs> I mean, I I can't appreciate the nuance of the type of alien that they created because I felt like that was very new and very different. Should we talk about the alien? Yeah, let's do it. All right. How do you feel? How do you feel about Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Alien? I love it. So this is how I've always thought (laughs) of an alien being from another planet. They're not going to look like Mm. people and they're not going to be green. Like, where did the green come from? That's super random. They're going to look like insects, in my opinion. They're going to look like insects or some sort of like, yeah, like crab, which is what they look like in this movie is like almost like insect like, which, you know, insects are insect crab a little bit. Yeah. Like one of them's a crab and then I guess it gives birth to the insect one, but it basically, (laughs) I mean, I just think that insects are extremely um, successful organisms and I feel like any other planet's gonna have something that looks like them and I think people like human beings in general are a fluke and I don't think that other planets would have aliens that look like us humans are absolutely a fluke on yeah. that we can agree yeah we have no business existing no business, <laughs> no business. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned insects because that was a like a major inspiration for the design of this alien mm-hmm like in how it looks, of course, because it does have this ectoskeleton, but also in how it reproduces and how it spreads. Yeah. With, cause, yeah, because so the alien, the, I guess the face hugger, we'll get there, but the face hugger that everybody knows and loves, <laughs> it's attached to their face. I knew that. So I hadn't seen Alien, but I have played Half-Life, and Half-Life has an identical monster oh, that like, I didn't know hugs that. the face. It, it doesn't like impregnate you through your mouth the way that this one does. <laughs> yeah gross but that design where it like kind of like shoves something in your belly yeah was designed based on what a misunderstanding of how wasps will attack other species whoa because they believe that wasps would lay their eggs inside of other insects they don't they do it on top of other insects Mm. Mm -hmm. but that 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 was a big inspiration for the 
exploding out of the chest oh, alien. That's so cool. That we are treated to. Yeah. In this movie. That we are treated to. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. It is a treat. I love that scene. There are select scenes that I'm like, damn, that's good. I the like The practical that. effects scenes, Kate's about it. <laughs> I am all about some practical effects, and that is just a fact. It can be the worst movie ever. And I'm like, show me more melting wax. Oh, my God. I want to see some pressure hoses going off. I want to see all of it. Yeah, yeah. I knew you'd like that And I get that. I do get that in this Mm -hmm. movie. (laughs) Yeah. And for all of those things, I really like. Uh Uh-huh. No, I agree. Should we talk about the practical effects? Should we talk about the alien? Yeah. Tell me. Ugh. Thank God. So basically, if we're talking creature effects, we've got a lot of animal viscera. Oh. And we've got a lot of air hoses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Makes sense. It's air hoses and animal viscera. So they designed the face hugger first before they designed the alien at all. They oh, designed yeah. the face hugger. And they wanted it to have this like proboscis, I guess. Like this, Yeah, you know, like butterflies have this little proboscis thing. And they made it out of intestine. Ew. Most of, most of the things they used were sheep intestine and cow's stomach. Oh. <gasps> And Which fiberglass. Just kidding. <laughs> Which one? There's Which four one? of There's them. Four. <laughs> We're veterinarians. We know stuff. We know that it's four chambers of one stomach before anyone emails me. We did go to vet school. But we don't work on cows, we so know. who cares? <laughs> so six of one. If, someone, if someone's like, do cows have four stomachs? I'm not going to break their heart. I'm like, absolutely yeah. they do. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the semantics. Sure, why not? You bet your ass they do. But this this alien, the egg especially, because they made the, they made the face hugger, which is pretty basic. It's cool looking, but it's pretty basic if you think of what it's made of. But then the egg is really cool, mm, right? You yeah. know the egg? Mm-hmm. Which is different than the egg on the poster, first of all. Can we talk about that? Oh, really? I haven't seen the poster. I don't know what you're talking about. You haven't seen the poster? Mm-mm. I don't know what you're referencing. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> the poster of this mo- You're the one who likes this movie. And you don't know the poster. She's a 90s baby. Give her a chance. Tell me about that one. <laughs> she didn't see the poster. Well, the poster is, an e- is like a, it's a hen egg. Oh. It's like a chicken egg. Ew. That's like cracking and like a green light is coming out of it, which I'm sure what? like, yeah, your face. So Ariana's face is very confused because that is not the egg that we see in the movie. Yeah. But they hadn't designed it yet. So in early teaser shots and in teaser trailers, the early ones, it's it's an, it's like a chicken egg because it's very basic and crude. And so that's that's the one that you see on the poster. And that's the that's the egg that's associated with this movie. If you're looking up like visuals and posters of this movie, mm. it's a chicken egg. Mm-hmm. But that's not what the egg looks like. And the egg is one of my favorite scenes. It's whenever they land on the planet. We'll get there. They, they land on the planet and they have this cool ass egg and it's fiberglass so that light can look through it. Mm-hmm. And so you can see motion. And so you do see some motion. It looks like there's a creature inside. But the motion is just Ridley Scott, the director, wearing rubber gloves, like fluttering his fingers around. <laughs> I love how involved he was, I feel like. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, he's like, he's respect for Ridley Scott. Yeah, he's, yeah he cares. He tries. <laughs> and it opens, the egg opens, which is really dope. And it's got this hydraulic opening. And then you look, you see the insides of this egg. And so the innards were all just made of cow's stomach and sheep intestines. And I'll get, I'll get to the different scenes as we go through the plot. But long story short, most of the special effects and the practical effects are like intestines. Animal <laughs> viscera. <laughs> and one it's just kidney. animal viscera. 
yeah like it's it's just it's it's animal viscera is it's really that simple there's nothing super special about it but it's quite effective yeah yeah so impressive creature effects especially for 79 very good creature feature, I might say. <laughs> if, if, R.E.M., oh my God. You're being bold, right? Like, people are coming after us like we know that they planted this movie and this suggestion. People voted for it. They Plus, did. you said we people have been suggesting this movie for a long time. They have, yeah. I, I don't have anyone that I can name. It's just people who are like, oh, you have a horror podcast? You should cover Alien. You should cover Alien. Please cover Alien. So when we did Creature Feature, I was like, I guess I have to put Alien on there. <laughs> I texted Kate and I was so, like, Alien needs... I just... I didn't feel like I needed to go on the poll. I just wanted to suggest it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes, you did. Yeah, Don't play coy. I feel like all these people that were suggesting Alien years and years ago, they were all me also. <laughs> it was like, what about Annihilation? What about Alien? What about... You did. You suggested Annihilation. Love and Annihilation. we were supposed to cover it. And then I would love to talk about Annihilation. Again, a sci-fi... I like sci-fi. There are certain sci-fis I really, really like. Yeah. This is not one of them. <sighs> I'm so sorry. I'm oh, so God. sorry. Oh, God. Before we get into the plot, though, which we need to. People need to know what happens <laughs> yeah. in this movie. I, I think we need to talk about Sigourney Weaver. Ooh, let's talk about her. So... This is her first lead role. Oh, <laughs> Do you know how old she was in this? I think she was 28. She was 30. She's older okay, than us. Same thing. She looks so young. She looks really young. Yeah. I would kill to look like that when I'm I 30. Know, she's got great And by skin. look like that, I mean look like an astronaut. <laughs> yeah. She, she looks has, with she a flamethrower. <laughs> she's got such astronaut face. Ageless. No gravity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe that's the secret. It's just <laughs> no existing gravity. space for her. Ever. <laughs> well, regardless, she looks amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's her first lead role because she had just done Broadway pretty much. Oh, really? Up until she got this role. Yeah, it was all Broadway. She was a stage actress. And I'll give you I'll let you know, the original script had a standard male action hero type oh, yeah. as the lead. Mm-hmm. But do you know who said no, we're gonna have a heroine? No, who? It was Ridley Scott who said no, we're gonna have a heroine. Yay. Good for him. Yay, Ridley Scott. <laughs> Major points from the club for that decision. Yeah. And so, but, but basically that's how a star was born. Because again, Sigourney Weaver was a nobody in film. Yeah. She was no one. I definitely could tell. I mean, her lines. Oh, like, shit. No one ever really, what? Yeah, I was like, she had never done a movie before. And you're like, I could tell. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I guess I was referencing... <laughs> when you said uh, that i was like damn no. i could tell no definitely she was fucking amazing the whole time no i'm talking uh-huh. about the fact that no one of her like fellow characters ever referenced that she's a woman no like jokes are made yeah. or anything like that like i think they do that once to the other girl character like one time but they never like talk about the fact that she's a female and everything she says you know you could picture a man saying so it's it's very androgynous and i like it yeah yeah, you so you mentioned the other girl also. So I assume you're talking about Lambert, who's the navigator. Yeah. So Lambert is played by Veronica Cartwright. And so she read for the role of Ripley. Oh, really? Yeah, so she wanted to be Ripley. And she didn't know that she was cast as not Ripley <gasps> until she arrived for wardrobe in London. Oh, my God. And she w- and they're like, no, you're, you're the navigator. You're Lambert. <gasps> who is, if you haven't seen this movie, like a very emotional character. Yeah, like she's the complete opposite complete opposite of Ripley and like hysterical and upset like 
a lot of feelings. Yeah. And Ripley is all logic, no feelings. And yeah. Lambert or Veronica Cartwright, who got the role of Lambert, she didn't like that. And she was really not pleased about getting that role. And so she was and she said, I don't like that, that this character has like this emotional weakness. I don't oh, like that. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. But basically the the way that, yeah, the way they convinced her, they were like, No, 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 please do it. You're good at it. It was they were saying, You are the manifestation or the reflection of the audience's fears. Hmm. So you are the audience role, which I, I do think is important to kind of keep the feeling of, hey, this is fucking scary. Yeah. Hey, remember, things are scary. Yeah. And so they use her for that role. But yeah, she wanted to be <laughs> Ripley. I do agree. I think it's unrealistic for us to have a crew of seven people, all of whom keep their emotions in check 100% of the time. Like she's the one who shows the fear and freaks out and has emotional responses. So I'm glad they had her. I am glad they had her for sure because I was having an emotional response. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was freaked out. The alien is scary, you guys. Like I know I know I said this isn't my favorite movie, but that alien is really scary. Yeah. It's very bug-like. It's really long and lanky. Wait, tell me about the guy who played the alien. Oh, you know I got the juice. <laughs> So it was Balaji Badejo, who was the alien. He was 26 at the time. He was a design student from Nigeria. And the casting team found him in a bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and if you're like, wait, how did they find him? How do they know? Just seeing him in a bar. Because he's six foot ten. Yes. Oh, my kind of guy. <laughs> Which, and he's like a lean <laughs> six foot ten. Yeah, yeah. Which means in costume, he's seven feet tall. <gasps> yeah. He's really intimidating. He's so scary and mm -hmm. his movements are so like cat-like and scary yeah. and I was like how did he like prepare for this role and it turns out he attended all these like Tai Chi classes and mime lessons. Mime? So that he could create oh, mime. okay. He mimed. This bitch mimed. Yeah. For us. <laughs> and so all of this so he could do this like creepy like alien-like motions. Like how to emote without saying anything. Yeah and how to be like very like sneaky snaky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that for sure. Which I think is very cool. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. And then the only other um, actor that I think is worth, I know that there are famous actors in here from the 70s. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure they're great. I know that that one guy is from Pretty in Pink. I noticed him right away. Wait, which guy? <laughs> the guy who's always smoking a cigarette and saying, right. Oh, oh right. really? Mm -hmm. I didn't right. know that. Yeah, he's the dad in Pretty in Pink. Oh. And he's just as interesting in this movie as he is in Pretty in Pink. Yeah. And that's not saying I've seen a lot. that movie, but I did not recognize him. He's also a huge stage actor, apparently. Oh, really? <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. So he's got his own thing. So I don't feel bad being like, eh, not your best. But. <laughs> not your best. We got to talk about Ash, who is the science officer, yes. who is a key part of this movie. Yes. Love him. A.K.A. Bilbo Baggins. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Bilbo fucking Baggins. This is Sir <laughs> Ian Holm. Yes, he was knighted. <laughs> And I was like, how do I know this guy? I know this guy, but I don't know this guy. How do I know this guy? And Nick just looks at me. He goes, yeah, that's Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> so if you're a fan of the original Nick. Lord of the Rings trilogy, it's Bilbo. It's Sir Off Science Officer Bilbo, um, <laughs> who is not a good guy in this movie. Mm -mm. Spoiler alert. Not a guy. He might not even be a yeah. guy at all. Yeah. Dun dun. But yeah, that's damn. That's the twist all right. I'm talking about. Oh, that twist. That, oh, that's a, that's an interesting, we'll get there. We'll talk about it. But that was a twist that uh, not everyone agreed on, by the way. Wait, how? Wait, why? We'll talk I'll about it. I'll tell you when we get there. Okay. Ah. Okay. <laughs> and I was looking up some information about Sir Bilbo, like the actor, Ian Holm. And apparently his dad was a psychiatrist. His mom was a nurse. And his dad was one of the pioneers of electroshock therapy. Ooh, interesting. I know, kind of fascinating. And wow. then he's like, yeah, I'm going to be a hobbit 
for a living. <laughs> yeah. Well, when your parents are Good a psychiatrist and a nurse, you really can't you go do anywhere. whatever you want. You go into the arts. <laughs> you do, yeah. You do whatever you want. You go into the arts. That, that you're goddamn right. That's true, Ariana. <laughs> but yeah, those are the main players. Oh, one more thing about Sigourney Weaver. Let's just like bum everyone out real fast. Are we mm-hmm. ready for that? Mm-hmm. Perfect. So Sigourney Weaver, who is a literal sque- scream queen, I look up to I look up to her so much. Scream queen, adore her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she's a, she is a huge environmentalist. She's a chairwoman for the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund, which finances anti poaching efforts against mountain gorillas. Love that. We love that. Um, she's a good person. But here's the thing. You guys know how I feel about Roman Polanski. Oh, no. What happened? Oh, no, indeed. So Roman Polanski, for those who are unfamiliar, was a Hollywood director in the 70s. He directed Rosemary's Baby. And he also drugged and raped a 13-year-old girl. Mm, and then was realized he was going to, he got arrested, realized he was going to be convicted. And then he fled to France. And he has been hiding there pretty much since. And he doesn't go to any countries where he might be extradited. But... Despite the fact that he did that and is under arrest, and if he steps foot in any soil that the U.S. can get him, we're going to get him and put him in prison for life. Hopefully. He still makes movies. Yeah. He still makes movies and he wins awards for them. Yeah. So that's upsetting. And the only reason I'm bringing up Roman Polanski right now is because back in 2009, there was a big petition whenever he, he got arrested in Switzerland. And basically, basically, it was this argument of like, who's going to get him? Can the U.S. Ex- extradite him and then make him pay for what he did? Or is Switzerland going to be forced to release him to France and these other countries that he's trying to claim citizenship? Mm-hmm. And so in 2009, there was a petition in Hollywood supporting the release of Roman Polanski. <gasps> what? And Sigourney Weaver signed this petition. Ugh, Sigourney. How disappointing is that? Damn it. Yeah, damn it indeed. So other people who who other people who signed the petition, Woody Allen, big shock there. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Martin Scorsese. Yep, could have seen that coming. Wes Anderson. That one stung. Hmm. That one hurt a bit. It's a bummer. Harrison Ford. Again, I'm currently watching original Star Wars trilogy, so that one also stung. <laughs> And then uh, last but not least, we got Harvey Weinstein. Oh, so. perfect. Yeah. So, so she's looped in with Sigourney those Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Great. Exactly. Signed the same petition as Harvey Weinstein to release Roman Polanski. Wow. So. I had no idea. I'm just going to leave that there. Oh. And I'm just going to just bring up casually. He drugged and raped a child and he's still winning Oscars. He's still winning Oscars. Academy Awards. Yeah, he can't attend. He can't attend the awards because he's on the lam, but he's winning them. I just, so I just don't wanna... understand. I feel like how has cancel culture not gotten him? Um, because Hollywood is an insulated structure. Ugh. Hollywood is very insulated, and they protect who, the people who help them. Mm. So you can find photos of Roman Polanski with I, with Kate Winslet and Jodie Foster and Christoph Waltz, all these people who the Academy adore. And you can find photos of him working on movies with these actors since like 2015. Right. Good people. People who people who you respect and you're like, oh, no, you're not actually good people. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So big yikes. So, I mean, people make mistakes. This was in 2009 and there have been people who have said, oops, I shouldn't have signed that petition. I didn't understand. I took it back. Emma Thompson is one of those people who was like, oh shit, I didn't understand the situation. I take it back. But yeah, uh, how would you sign a petition if you don't understand though? Like don't sign it then. 
don't sign it. Yeah. Or let's think about it. Let's use our brains. Yeah. Let's think. Mm, okay. <laughs> As a woman, let's think how you would feel. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the only thing I'm going to leave about the cast. And it sucks because Sigourney Weaver is I'm like so the star sad. of this movie. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I almost didn't say anything, but it just felt wrong not to know and not say. Jeez. Oh, that's going to ruin it. I'm sorry. You ruined it for me. <laughs> it does, so it does. It does ruin it a little bit. But here's the thing. Like, honestly, she didn't do it. She is a champion for human rights. She is a champion for environmental activism. She's doing a lot of really good stuff. She signed a petition. Maybe she didn't quite understand the circumstances. Maybe she was a woman who was trying to preserve her career in Hollywood where everyone's a fucking pedophile. Yeah. So I'm I'm not coming at her, but I see it. Yeah, we see you. We see you. I would love an apology. But until (laughs) then, we're going to cover your movie from fucking 1979. So there you go. That's all I have to say about that. Dang. Aw. I didn't know. Dang indeed. (laughs) I just picture her. And she does some sweet stuff. Yeah. I just picture her as like the meme that everyone sends each other in fall where she's like on the couch and she's wearing a sweater and she has a pumpkin. Where she's leaning on the pumpkin. (laughs) I know. That's the first thing I thought of when I was reading this. I was like, oh "Oh, no. I love Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters is my life. (laughs) Yeah. I love Ghostbusters and she's a huge part of why I like Ghostbusters. And so reading that just made me want to fucking throw up a little bit. But I got to tell people, people got to know. And Sigourney, if you're listening, if you're a club member, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And I would I would love if you said, oops, that was not the right thing to do. Yeah. And then give a hundred thousand dollars to any like domestic violence charity, (laughs) human trafficking charity, and then you're forgiven. We'll forgive you. But until then, I got one. I I'm, I'm looking at you. <laughs> you got one more chance. <laughs> you have yeah, one more chance. She does do something really sweet. When I'll get there, but there's an alien. The play. Ooh. There is a, a high school oh, version. That's cute. Of this movie, it's free on YouTube. It's amazing. Oh God. Should I talk about it now? No, I'll save it. I'll save it because we have to talk about the movie, baby. We got to talk about <laughs> Alien. Are you ready? Ariana, I'm ready. Are you ready for me to tell you a story? (laughs) Tell me the story. (laughs) Tell me what happens. Okay. Basically. (laughs) On a planet far, far away. It is the year 2122. (laughs) No, it's 2037, I thought. No, it's 2122. I think they were supposed to do 2037, but then it ended up being 2122 for some reason. Why do I think it's 2037? Because I don't know. Because there was a sign when one of the officers is like logging in and it's like 2037. I think that there was some conspiracy with that, but I don't know the answer. But the truth is it's that the it's the future not that slash now. <laughs> yeah. It's the future. We're five in years some from now. nebulous time frame in the future, basically. That, correct. Yeah. Let's not argue <laughs> over semantics. Good point. Yes. And we're on a very, very large spaceship. And it's mining some sort of ore and it's bringing big. it back to Earth. Yeah, it's like really, really big. Like she's flying away it's from real it big. at one point, and it takes a very long time for her to fly. A long away time. From it. It's a, like a planet. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Um, but it's basically mining some sort of ore and bringing it back to Earth. And there are seven people on the very large spaceship, which I'm like, dang, that's a mm-hmm. very small number of people for this spaceship. 
Um, I guess yeah, it's all I just know, cargo. It, again, it's like a planet. Cargo space. Yeah, it's a cargo ship. Mm-hmm. It's a cargo ship. That's true. Yeah. Because these aren't like space explorers, right? Mm-hmm. Like these are people who are hired by a company. Yeah. And are getting a job done. Yes, exactly. Um, and there's seven of them and they're waking up from hypersleep in these super cute cool. and comfy looking pods. <laughs> they look they look like first class pods like they're on an so airplane. Comfy. Yeah. They're they like look so comfy. They kind of look like coffins, but like not. They're like very comfy. But like space coffins. Space coffins. <laughs> and sign me up for a cozy first class yes. space coffin any day of the week. I was wondering, so there's a cat in this movie. There's like a space cat, which is probably the top reason why I like this movie. Um, he has a name, Ariana. Jonesy, a.k.a. Jones. Jonesy! <laughs> He's a little orange You know that's like four tabby. cats, right? Hmm? So Jonesy slash Jones. Yeah, he's a little orange tabby. He's perfect. He's, he's perfect. the heart of this movie. Yes. He doesn't do anything, but I love him. And that's four cats right there. Yeah. Four identical tabbies. I don't, no, they could just use any orange tabby and no one would notice. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Um, <laughs> the orange tabby owners just unsubscribe. <laughs> if you have Emma an orange has tabby, an orange tabby. <laughs> you gotta know I'm obsessed with all cats, especially your orange tabby. <laughs> You have to know we adore your orange tabby because orange tabby him. cats are basically dogs yeah, basically. and we love them. Mm. <laughs> They're the best. Oh. Emma has an orange tabby named Raja oh, who is overweight know. and perfect. Oh, yeah, his name's Raja nice. like Aladdin, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And he is the clingiest cat I've ever met <gasps> in my life. Stop orange it. tabbies are affectionate. Oh. If you They're want affectionate little meatloaf. If you're a dog person and you want a cat, get an orange tabby. A hundred percent I support you that. You can't go wrong. You can't, or get a black cat. Get it? Well, some black cats are assholes, aka my black cats are assholes. Yeah, Ariana has two black cats. <laughs> oh, well, technically, I have all, sort of three now. <laughs> Boyfriend a brought half. a black cat, so now we have three black cats. Is she? Is she black? She's like black, almost. Yeah, she's a dark, dark, dark torty, and she looks black. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's a torty. Torties yeah. are different species. They're they different. are. She doesn't act like a torty though. She's really nice. How no offense act? to anyone who has torties. We, we love also torties. Love your torties. We love your torty. Anytime I see a torty, I'm like, oh my god, a torty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, a tab orange tabby. I love anytime any animal comes in, I'm worshiping it. So That's like true. don't worry about us. We're not judging you. <laughs> Unless you got a purebred French bulldog. I was gonna say French owners can go fuck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so no, I'm not that. I'm not getting that much. <laughs> if we, you get a Frenchie, I love my Frenchie owners. <laughs> yeah, do your homework and understand that they are built wrong. Yeah, they are built like the like an alien. They are dun, dun. illegal in Europe now because that's how bad it is to breed them. They're just a mess. <sighs> Should we tell people? Should we inform people? I feel like we need to. Yeah. A quick aside about Frenchies. <laughs> um, their backs are fucked up. <laughs> It's like they're, instead of having a nice squishy compression disc that they can move around with, um, they have like a disc full of gravel. Um, (laughs) Their vertebrae in their spine are built wrong. Mm -hmm. Their nostrils are way too small so they can't get air in. Their soft palate, which dangles at the back of your throat, is too long so it impedes their airflow. So again, two different things impeding their airflow. And then uh, the fifth thing, their trachea, If you, because you can cut back their long, their soft palate. You can do something surgically about that. You can make their nostrils bigger. What you can't do is make their trachea bigger because their trachea or their windpipe is like a straw. So they're constantly breathing out of a straw. 
It's so And then sad. you put them in a humid, hot environment. They don't, dogs don't sweat. All they can do is pant. And then they have heat stroke and they die. Or they have yep. disc disease and they die. Or they're in horrible pain from their arthritis and they die. Or they, <laughs> they have die brain from disease their arthritis. from their smooth brains <laughs> and they die. So I'm not saying, like I got Frenchie patients and I adore them. I would die for them. They're angels. They're cute as but shit. Stop That's it. why we keep doing this. But That's why we keep doing it. I will never but forget. stop. I had a two-year-old Frenchie last year, last summer, that went outside for... I shit you not, two minutes, was on a walk with his owner for two minutes, had heat stroke and Mm -hmm. came in, was internally bleeding within an hour of coming in because you get coagulopathies when you're in heat stroke because your liver's fucked. Yeah. Heat stroke is no joke. And bleeding internally and died. And it was just like, because he walked outside for two minutes and he was a Frenchie. And it's like, how do these dogs exist? Because it's, it's almost inhumane. Because we made them. Yeah, it's really it sad. In, and this no, poor guy was like, inhumane. he's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, dude, I get it. But like, it's a really hard breed. If you want to go online because you're bored and look at the difference between the throat of a Frenchie and the throat of like a lab or some other, you know, dog that is a little bit normal dog. Yeah, a normal dog with a normal face. Um, you should look at the difference in airflow. It's crazy. Google hypoplastic trachea. Yeah. Hypo, H-Y-P-O-plastic trachea. It's really sad. Google that and then think twice before you get a Frenchie. Or get a Frenchie, just get the airway surgery because that really helps. If if you are dead set on getting a Frenchie, then you, I'm so sorry, you're not a good person if you don't get get insurance. The nose surgery, get insurance and get the soft palate resected. Talk to your vet and say, how can I make them breathe better so they don't die of heat stroke? Because as someone who has had a pet who died of heat stroke, it's a horrific thing. It's really sad. So it's really awful. It's Mm -hmm. awful. So stop getting smush nose breeds because they're cute. Stop it. Just stop it. And then go to your shelter. There's a billion animals. There's so many. There's a billion of them. Hey, go adopt. And I will personally email you. A heart emoji. And that's all I can <laughs> offer because I don't know you. But I will do it. Here's Everyone who adopts a pet. Emoji. <laughs> listen, every single person who adopts an animal ever, even if you did it 10 years ago, email us. Our email address is nightlighthorrormovieclub.com. I'm going to message you back and be like, hey, I love you. You're the best. Send us a picture. Send, oh, you send have picks. to send a picture. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, like anyone could do it, right? They could be like, yeah, I adopted 12 sad, sick senior pets. And I'd be no, you don't get 10. You don't get 12 heart emojis for that. <laughs> I but send really me 12 just want, pictures. I really just want pictures. Let's get to the bottom cats. of it, okay? I want <laughs> pictures of your old animals. I want pictures of them or the ones you just adopted. I want to know about them. And eventually on our website, we are going to have a section for club pets because <gasps> That's I don't such know a good if you've idea. noticed. Isn't that amazing? Like, listen, Xander and Charlie, my idiot dogs, they're idiots, but they deserve, the world needs to know who they are. They're They're fabulous. <laughs> And I'm sure your pets are fabulous too, club members. So as long as they're rescued, I don't care. They can be purebred and rescued. That's fine. But as long as they're rescued, they're going to get on our website. So just email us, nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. Wow, that was a great tangent. Love it. (laughs) Love it.
<laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about Frenchies. Don't get them. Adopt a dog. Speaking of aliens. Back to aliens. I'm just <laughs> Speaking of aliens, have you seen your French bulldog? Have you seen your face? French? <laughs> With are due aliens. respect, I, I just posted an Instagram post of a Frenchie, of a Frenchie puppy. Oh, did you? Oh, so, yes, like, you did. He's a patient of mine, and I love him, and he's sweet, and he's precious, I'm sure he and is. I love him. But guess what? He had no surgery, and he had his throat surgery, and his parents are taking really good care of him. So that's all I'm going to say. You need airway also, don't surgery? Also, if you live in Florida, and don't get a husky. <laughs> don't do it. Well, I mean, as someone who lived in Florida and had an Arctic breed, <laughs> it's a little judgy to say that. Did you? Sometimes you can't control where you live. Sometimes you can't control what kind of dog your parents adopt. <laughs> That is true. What your parents adopt is different. Yeah. We had a Shiba and I I'm love talking him. about what you, you had a Shiba? We had a Shiba Inu in Florida. He had a lot oh, of skin no, allergies. Oh, that's way too hot. I know. Yeah, they have skin allergies. Yeah. It's not as bad as like a husky or anything, but um yeah, he's definitely Yeah, huskies a, are literally like arctic breeds. Yeah, Shiba do They do have a a pretty thick undercoat and they're definitely like miniature yes, Akitas, which are you know, definitely Arctic breeds, but the same Nordic breeds. Yeah. As they say. Anyway, anyway, as they say (laughs) back to the aliens. Oh my God. We literally got through like two seconds of this before we got distracted with something completely different. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I said it. Don't get one guys. Or if you do take really good care of it, take good, get pet insurance. Anyway, so um, they wake up from their cute little pots and then they start eating breakfast together and they're talking about this transmission that they got that's like an abnormal signal from a neighboring planet on their way home. And they, yeah, so they um, get an abnormal signal from a neighboring planet on their way home and they mention that it's in their contract that they have to stop and like investigate any life forms in space. So they decide to do so. Well, they have to do so because yeah. it's like a company ship. It's a company it's like, hey, ship. You want to make money? I think that's you so will not make your money. Interesting that they have that, like that in their contract, which makes sense because it's like everyone's goal is to like find out if there's alien life. So I think that's cool that they're like, if you're in space and you hear an alien, you have to go look for it. Well, it gets a little trickier, right? I bet real astronauts have that. But anyway. Um, you no, you don't. You think real yes. astronauts have protocols that say if you get a signal, you have to follow it. As someone who has watched many sci-fi alien movies, yes, that seems like a very common thing. Okay, I mean it makes sense because every government wants you know their country to discover alien power, life, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they go to the planet and they split into teams. Um, four people stay on the ship. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, who is Ripley. Um, she's the second in command. And then there's two men whose, uh, I guess their roles are like to make repairs on the ship. And then there's the science officer, um, who is uh, Sir Ian Holm. And he's like the yeah, doctor. Bilbo. Yeah, Bilbo. Dr. Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins. Um, he's like the. He'll be called Dr. Bilbo henceforth. <laughs> Dr. Bilbo is like the doctor slash scientist of the group. So that's, those are the people who stay on the ship. And then the people who go, um, who leave the ship are the captain, whose name is Dallas. And then um, mm-hmm. John Hurt, who's in this movie. John yeah, Hurt's. John Hurt. <laughs> in this movie. John Hurt's character, whose name is Kane. And then the navigator, who is the only other female character named Lambert. And so those yeah, three Veronica people. Veronica Cartwright, we see you. Yeah. She and John Hurt and the captain all go onto the planet to investigate. I love her. I love Lambert, the navigator, because the entire time she's like, it's cold. I don't like it. 
fun. (laughs) And then they're like, stop griping. And she goes, but I like griping. Yeah. She's kind of sassy when she needs to be. She's funny. I like her. I I like like her character too. I like the navigator. Me too. She also has like a, a perfectly quintessential like 60s horror movie voice like I don't know if you know what I'm talking about but there's like I do no I heard it I heard it when I was hearing her talk yeah it's like a dramatic female voice that's just like the quintessential thing of all horror movies like it's I I was surprised that Sigourney Weaver didn't have that voice because she's so stage so I thought it would be like very loud but no Sigourney Weaver this whole time because she's the, what is she? She's like the second in command. Yeah, she's the, title. yeah, I don't know this title either, but she's like just underneath the captain. She's the second in command and she's like, she's an officer, I think. Yeah. And the whole time, I, she her face does not change. I know. She's, she's just, just very like, boom, even getting keel. it done. Yeah. I just need getting to like harness that power face. when I'm working emergency. I just need to like harness that energy. Dude, <laughs> I know. Just be like. Let me just like summon my inner Ripley. Yeah. Ripley would get it done. Yeah. Ripley doesn't care that they're screaming at you. Such a good it's character. Fine. Yeah. She's amazing. We love Ripley. Mm-hmm. Do we like Sigourney Weaver? Not. No, we don't. <laughs> if but she's laying on a couch in a sweater Ripley. holding a pumpkin, then yeah. God damn it. We love that. <laughs> I, I'm, look, listen. For the rest of this episode, I'm going to assume that Sigourney Weaver feels kind of bad. <laughs> Let's just assume that. About the fact that she signed that, yeah, the fact that she signed the petition saying that we should like release Roman Polanski. I'm going to assume that her agent was like, you should sign that. He's a big deal. I'm sure. And she regrets it. I'm sure it all plays a role. The rest of everything she does is like supportive of anti-poaching efforts and supportive of humanitarian efforts. So I really want to like her. Yeah. So I'm going to choose to assume that she didn't mean that. Yeah. And that's a big deal for me because I love grudges. <laughs> she does. My fucking favorite. Kate loves a good cancel. <laughs> I will cancel you on a dime. That's not exactly true, but like be good. Like be nice. But be a good human. <laughs> I notice if you're not nice. I notice. It's noticed. Yeah. Kate sees and all. The signing, I see it. And signing that <laughs> petition was not very nice. So just, I see you, I do my research, I notice. <laughs> so yeah, Sigourney Weaver, if you're a club member, um, just like say, oops, didn't mean it, and all is forgiven. We'll forgive you. And then donate a lot of money <laughs> to to like human trafficking effort, efforts. That'd be great. Yeah. And then, then we're, you know, even Steven. <laughs> then I'll give your movie a really good rating on our <gasps> scoreboard. She's not going to do it otherwise, though. That's what she just admitted, basically. Yeah. I I am holding you hostage, Sigourney. Damn it, it, Sigourney. Mm. Let's see if she contacts us before the end of the episode. Because that's when we rank it. Yeah, right. (laughs) We'll see. I got my I got my phone right here. Let's see, Sigourney. She's just gonna magically know your number. (laughs) She knows. Also, this isn't live. Like, how could she possibly hear this? Listen. (laughs) She knows. Okay, okay. She knows, and she's. this is her chance. This, we know you can't hear us until this is published. But if you want to be redeemed by one person living in the South who is very bummed, then just, like, email me, and we'll be fine. <laughs> just send me an email, no subject. The body just says, oops. <laughs> oops, my bad. Oops, and then the shrug emoji, and I accept your apology. Good enough. 
I accept it. That's that's how willing I am to accept your apology because of what you do for feminism. But <laughs> you got to do that or else it's, you know, I don't forgive you. Oh, man. Well, can I just say that I love that there's an African-American astronaut because I looked it up and guess when the first African-American in space was? When? Not in 1973. There had been no, zero. not. Okay, then guess. I'm going to say like 98. That's a good guess, but no, 80, 83. still really late yeah you know that he was uh, like he was entirely picked for diversity oh like like the the casting people admit i'm glad like yep you know it sucks but i am glad that they did have him on there because i would have literally the first thing i would have noticed if i was watching this would have been the fact that everyone's white i would have been like where's the fucking diversity so i'm glad they at least tried yeah so it's Parker. So Parker is Yafet Koto, who is the only person of color on this ship. And honestly, he's a delight. He's also not a minor character. Like, it's not like he gets no. killed off first. I'm pretty sure he dies last. Spoiler alert, everyone's no, dying. No, he, but. he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. We've given the spoiler. Spoiler warning, everyone but Sigourney Weaver dies. <laughs> well, but, shit. yeah. Yafet Koto was known, he got kind of famous from Live and Let Die, which is like a James Bond movie from the 73. And then they were like, hey, you want to do this movie? And he was like, yes. And he wanted to do it for because of diversity reasons. Good. He should. But they picked him. Yep. He should. And they picked him because of diversity reasons. Like if an African-American was watching this movie, they should see an African-American in the crew. Especially since four years later is when there was an actual African-American astronaut. It's pretty great. Four years later. I'm so sorry. Representation matters. You know, at this it point, matters. there were no women who had been in space either. It will, no American women. Let me say that. 1973. That makes me angry. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's 1983 was when Sally Ride went. Yafet Koto, he, he's not. So he, he was born in New York City, which is fucking cool because that's as American as it gets. And But he was born, not that you can't be American in other parts of the state or in other parts of the country. I'm just saying it's really cool. Because yeah. his, his mom was a nurse and his dad was an, a U.S. officer who was um, from Panama. He was of West Indian and Pan- Panamanian oh, descent. Wow. And then they just like made him. And so he was raised <laughs> in the United States in like 1920. And he was Jewish. What? So not only was he of color, he was raised Jewish. Oh, this guy has all the diversity. What a champ. I know. And then they were like, hey, you want to do Alien? And he turned down other lucrative offers, like very lucrative offers. He said he turned them down because he was like, I really want to get this role in Alien. Hell yeah, bro. And you know what? Hell yeah, Whatever these other lucrative offers were, I'm sure they aren't still being watched and recorded on podcasts today you know so yeah he chose alien correctly was kind of, alien you, you chose good bro yeah. we notice you we love you mm-hmm. absolutely and he he has a really cute relationship with the guy from pretty in pink can't remember his name um the one who's like right 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 mm, i'm trying to think you're not talking about the guy mm, i have no idea who you're talking about which one? Oh, he's the no he's the guy who like he's white he's an older guy his, I think Harry Dean Stanton, I think is his name. And he was in Pretty in Pink. He was in The Green Mile. Hmm. He was in Inland Empire. Oh, come on. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Shame. Anyway. Well, he's his bestie in this movie. That's cute. It is cute. It's really cute. And then talking about John Hurt, which we haven't talked about him up to now. 
We have not talked about John Hurt. John Hurt is a cool dude. I feel like looking <laughs> back through his, like, you know, what he's been in, I feel like this was his first. His filmography. Yeah. yeah. He's been in so much shit. Like, he's one of those actors who's, like, in, like, three things a year, if you look on his IMDb. But before this, I had not heard of, well, I had not seen any of the movies that he was in prior to this, which I know he was in, like, really big ones, like The Elephant Man and whatever. But I've never seen that. But. He has three BAFTAs. He has what? So he is so the, the British Academy Film Awards are called the BAFTAs. It's like the British Oscars. He has three of them. Prior to this? And multiple nominations. Yeah, pri- no, after this. Oh, actually. okay, okay. Well, no, 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 no. He has one pri- he has two prior, then then Alien he got nominated, and then he won for Elephant Man, which you just recommended or you just <laughs> mentioned. For me, that's a recommendation. <laughs> and then he was nominated for two more, and then he got another one in 2011. What do you know him from as a millennial? No, I don't think I know him from anything. Yes, you I do. I know him from this. I literally watched a movie with you recently that has him in it. What is it? Your favorite movie. My, it's, he's not in a thing. He's in Melancholy, and we literally just watched that. <gasps> like the sad movie with Kirsten Dunn? <laughs> yes. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's the asshole dad. He is also... John Hurt, no! He is also in Snowpiercer, which I know you've seen. You've told me you've seen it. Snowpiercer. I haven't seen it. I have never seen it. Wait, you haven't? No, but people keep... People in the club, Uh. in the club, keep recommending... No, I'm sorry, not Melancholia. No one, I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. Please recommend. If you haven't seen Melancholia, you should watch it. (laughs) No. But they do keep recommending Snowpiercer. It's a good one, too. Snowpiercer is great. Also, he's in frickin' Harry Potter. No, he's not. Who is he in Harry Potter? Isn't he the wand guy? Is he Ollivander? Yeah. I'm looking it up. <gasps> is he? Kate's like, I don't know him from anything. <laughs> yes, he is. I gotta know. Hold on. I'm looking it up. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> it's, oh, my God. He's Ollivander. Ollivander is the person who gets an alien burst through his chest. But I, I was watching this and I was like, God, he looks like simultaneously so young in this movie, but also like he still has like kind of an old man face. And I'm like, I wonder how old he is in this movie. How old is he? He's like 39. Yeah, but you're right. That is Ollivander from Harry Potter. That was the first thing I saw him and I was like, okay, so we have Harry Potter and <laughs> I thought for sure you'd get John Harry Hurt's Potter. That's a big deal. I thought for sure no, you'd get that No, so one. I didn't I didn't recognize him at all. I was like, oh, and then just some guy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Big deal. That's yeah. a big deal. He is a big deal. Um, so He's a big deal. So they go on the planet and they find this huge, creepy, like curved spaceship. They look into it further and they find these like this alien, um, I guess like skeleton and these little pods with like alien babies. This is the part that's very Planet of the Vampires from 1965. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Is it just the, the like, egg part? It's the alien skeleton part. Oh, yeah, you said yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. Um, so John Hurt's character is, like, getting too close to them, and then one of the, like, alien babies shoots out of it and hugs his face, hence the name Facehugger. Facehugger. Um, and it basically just looks like a horseshoe crab. Um, yep. Which I'm pretty sure a horseshoe crab is like one of the most common or most successful animals on earth, I think, just because they're 
Oh. Which I think is so interesting. I don't remember where I heard that, but it's like horseshoe crabs and insects. Just like from the biodiversity standpoint, standpoint, they're like extremely successful. Because they have a hell of an exoskeleton. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, horseshoe crabs have been around for more than 300 million years. Yeah. They're older than dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, like they They have probably, a hard exoskeleton and they have 10 legs and so they walk along the seafloor. Yeah. So this thing looks like a horseshoe crab without its horseshoe and it's yeah. attached to his face. And you... It's a problem. And it's a problem. And he's still breathing and he's still alive, but he's like obviously not able to talk. And then later they find out he's that... Like comatose, he's like yeah? comatose, yeah? he's in a coma, like induced by the alien that's attached to his face, but... Gross. Imagine an alien grabbing your face and putting part of its butt down your throat yeah. into your stomach. Yeah. They no. originally wanted his character to be female, but they were like, it almost is worse that he's a male because like there's so much imagery of like, you know, rape and reproduction and all that shit. That's I'm really usually glad in it's male. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I appreciate it because I don't need that. Exactly. It's like almost more unnerving that he's male for at least the male audience yeah. and also for me, for me, it's like, oh, I don't have to watch a woman get something shoved down her throat. Yeah, Yay. exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I felt like it was in good taste. <laughs> I felt like it was in better taste than a lot of these other horror movies where we have to watch that shit. But was in good taste. <laughs> but so they bring him back to the spaceship and they try to get in the door. And Sigourney Weaver is reluctant to let them in because he has an alien on his face. Well, she says no. She's she like, says nope. no. And she's like, you need to quarantine for 24 hours. No. She's like so calm. I'm like, oh my God, can I just be you? And everyone's oh freaking God, out. Can you imagine how calm you'd be? <sighs> oh my God, it'd be great. Yeah, right. It's all internalized anxiety with me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'd probably appear Look, calm. And fake really it till you make it, honey. <laughs> yeah. But then um, the science officer overrides her authority even though she's a second in command and ends up letting them in anyway to I guess the implication is to like save uh, John Hurt's character because they're all concerned he's gonna die so then they're examining John Hurt in the infirmary and they attempt to remove the alien from his face but when they do so um, they cut the skin and a bunch of acid comes out and it like burns through like five layers of the spaceship like in two seconds it's like burns through almost like four floors and they're like oh shit we can't do that again yeah they say it's molecular acid which i don't think is a thing like i tried to look it up and i can't find it i don't it. know what that means yeah i'm like but isn't all acid molecular scary. like isn't that the point of an yep, acid sounds scary though <laughs> oh no it's molecular oh no maybe that's the point all acid is molecular and i guess they're not wrong <laughs> all acid is scary so yeah keep it away from me yeah, so then they like do this awesome quick CT scan thing, which I love when they do this in sci-fi movies, <gasps> like futuristic, where they have like some sort of like CT scan that takes one second and it just scans the body and it has just like a computer that just like lists everything wrong with that body. But I'm so glad that you noticed that too. Because yeah. so they take this character who has like a demon on its face and they do a scan of it, like a full body scan and they can see, oh, it's like go, it's proboscis thing is like going into its throat and science. Yeah. But like as a doctor, I cannot explain how useful that would be to just like scan an animal and be like, 
Did you eat the chew toy? Well, it's it called a CT, somewhere? but it <laughs> costs a lot of money and it takes a long time. And It's like an invisible CT. It like yeah. sees through all the normal organs. It's like, those are normal. Don't worry about it. And then it just highlights what's not supposed to be there. Yeah. And I would, I would love that. It's pretty awesome. That would be very helpful yeah. to just be like, did you eat it? <laughs> is it inside it is. of you somewhere? <laughs> Tell me. And they're like, no. And the owner's like, no. He never chews his chew toys. I'm like, well, there's two Kongs in his intestine. <laughs> well, here we are. So <laughs> here we are. And that's with x-ray. Imagine if we had this machine. Yeah. It would be sweet. I love this trope. I feel like it's in a lot of sci-fi. So they're all trying to figure out what to do next. And they hear that John Hurt suddenly woke up and he's in the infirmary and the alien's gone. And so they go into the infirmary to... Dun dun. Yeah, to look for the alien. And then they find like the dead alien in the corner of the room. So they get to examine it. And it's so gross. It's I'm assuming just all animal viscera is how they created this alien. Am I wrong? Yeah, so this alien is made of a sheep's stomach and then, no, I'm sorry, a cow's stomach and then sheep intestines. Ew. Ugh. Yeah, and they just like schmooed it all together and they're like, look, it's innards. (laughs) Look at all the innards. Ew. And it worked because I was grossed out. Yeah, it was pretty gross. And they're just like picking at it. It's really nasty. They clearly don't know what they're doing. They're just like, let's just poke at it and see if it gives us any clues. Yeah, they're clearly not actually trying to do anything. They're There's no intent there. Not doctors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that looks like intestines. That looks like it's inside of the animal. I'm like, great. What did we learn? Yeah. Did we learn anything? I would probably put that thing through the CT so that the CT could, like, take a picture of it and then they can, like, have that information for when they go back to Earth. You call it a CT, but what it is, is it just like sees entirely and it's like a magic ct that's what a ct does though you get slices that's and then you know information no no true absolutely it it is a ct but it's a magic ct that makes all of the not important stuff invisible (laughs) and if it is medically and clinically important it highlights it and i'm like that's the ct i want show me the just like run a dog through and be like there's the problem right there (laughs) Everything lights up on Kate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yep, it just lights up. It's like boom, boom. There it is. Don't worry about it. Oh my god. Um, so they're all at dinner and they're having a good time and they're celebrating that John Hurt work, woke up from his coma and that the alien is dead. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he starts choking. Um, and they try to help him, but he's like gagging and retching. And then all of a sudden, a baby alien bursts out of his chest um, and then runs out of the room. (laughs) Yeah. So the the way they did that is they so so first of all, the cast, the cast did not quite understand what was going to be happening. They knew that, you know, there was going to be a puppet that burst out of the chest, but they did not understand the amount of fake blood that would be bursting in every direction. Oh, God. (laughs) By all of these high pressure pumps. So it was the entire scene was shot in one take. They had an artificial torso and they had a bunch of blood in like sheep intestine. <laughs> and then they had John Hurt's arms and his head out coming out from this table. And so they had the, the chest burster, which is what they call it. They had it shoved through the torso by a puppeteer who was holding a stick. And then the creature would burst at the chest and then a bunch of blood shot directly at like 
the rest of the team, which include Cartwright, who include the navigator, who was freaking the fuck out and like went into hysterics and was like, what the fuck? Because again, <laughs> they were not told what was going to happen. They were just like, yeah, something's going to pop out of the chest. And then they shot a bunch of blood out at the actors. Oh and then the creature r- immediately runs off camera, which is an effect that they made by cutting a slit in the table so that the puppeteer who has had a stick attached to the pu- attached to the puppet would go through the table and then an air hose had the puppet's tail whipping around. So they did oh all of that in one scene without informing the actors. They had a puppet pop out of the chest <laughs> and then pop back out and then like run across the ground and that's incredible that's amazing it was really that's my cool. favorite part of this movie it's so good it was very cool i thought it was so awesome to learn that they would like stick part of john hurt's body out and then the other part of the body would just be like a machine basically it's just so cool that's how they did it back then I and know. they do it later in this movie too yeah <laughs> i know i know which part you're we'll talking get about. there <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah so they split up to look for the alien and one of the maintenance guys, the guy who was in um, 16 Candles, or, or what was the one you were saying? Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink, yeah. Um, yeah. One of the maintenance guys, he is sketching off by himself. One of the maintenance guys. I think he's like a mechanical engineer. Mechanical engineer. He, he's a big deal. There's seven people yeah, on Yeah, he's ship. a big deal. I just didn't, I can't think of the word. Yeah. Mechanical engineer. He f- is literally a rocket scientist. So yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> he finds a shell of an exoskeleton and while he's like looking at it and is distracted, um, presumably the alien comes down and kills him. Um, and yeah. the rest of the crew figures it out and is like really upset. And then they use that information to, um, discover that the alien is using like the air shafts to move around the spaceship. So he's like above yeah. them. Um, and so the captain, Dallas, makes a plan to co- to corner the alien in an air shaft and cause it to retreat with a flamethrower until it's like in an area mm-hmm. where they can open shafts and shoot into space somehow. So they make this it's plan. It's a good plan. It's a good plan. Yeah. So um, I think they should have probably done it a little safer, but... Yeah, like let's <laughs> let's think ahead, yeah. right? Like you're gonna go into a into an air shaft. You know, there's a demon in there, and they're like, "Yep, Roger that. Go <laughs> demon alien." Yeah. So and he just climbs in. He's just like, "Okay, I'll do this." And so he goes into this shaft with the with the flamethrower, and the alien just like surprise, surprise, is in the air shaft and fucks him up and kills him. So the, the captain's dead, and Sigourney Weaver is now in charge because she was second in command. So they. She ends up going to like an area of the spaceship where there's this really large room that basically, I guess the concept is just a big computer and they call it Mother. And it's basically like an ex, an Ask Jeeves situation where they like search questions and get answers. So she searches questions about the alien and tries to figure out a way to kill it. Um, But in this research, she eventually finds out that the people who hired them to mine were actually planning to do this all along. Um, and the ultimate goal yeah. was to find and bring back the alien. And the science officer guy is actually in charge of making the plan and make sure it's enacted. And he... Um, Sir Bilbo. Yeah, Bilbo is behind it all, basically. Um, or at least he's in on it. She ends up confronting him about it and he gets mad and he starts like physically fighting her and 
throws yeah. her like across the room a few times. And then she like, tell me if this confused you. I don't know if it's just like 70s vibe or whatever, but like all of a sudden she's like in a corner of the spaceship that just has like pictures of naked women everywhere. Like, what is this? So I don't, I noticed that too. I noticed that too. It was weird. It was weird. It came out so of nowhere. I, I assumed I was like, oh, we're in Ash, the science officer's quarters. Mm. We're in his quarters and they're in space. So he has like these photos of like naked women, like whatever. But but then that's kind of proven incorrect because Ash is not a human. Yeah, it's very weird. And I think I was reading about how there's like tons of deleted scenes from this. And I think in one of the scenes, they actually show... I think Sigourney Weaver's character having sex with Dallas's character. Um, what? Yeah. We don't need and that. And I wonder if this that. is where they have sex in this room. And like the fact that they took that scene out, it just feels weird that we're all of a sudden in like this pornographic room. But then it's kind of sexual. Yeah, because there's like boobs. There's like there's like full on boobs. Yeah, it's very interesting. But it's interesting. It's like it's out of nowhere. It's as it's, it's as Sigourney Weaver is being attacked, and then we have like these Playboy cutouts on the walls, and I I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, up to that point, no one is sexualized. Like I feel like they don't make. Yeah, they probably make like a single sex joke one time, like while they're eating. He's like, "Oh, I'd rather be eating something else," and then the girl like rolls her eyes. I think that's the only sex joke they make the yeah. whole time, and do not reference that any of them are any gender at any time and I think they meant it that way then he rolls up a porno magazine and shoves it in her mouth oh was it a porno magazine yeah and she's like choking on it oh I didn't know it was a porno magazine I just yeah because there's porno mags everywhere in that room then what the fuck it feels like he means it sexually which pisses me off and I read about it ew and it was meant like that Ew, I don't like that at all. Same, I hated it. Okay, because like, spoiler alert, the next scene makes it very clear that he does not have human desires. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. I don't really understand this part at all, and I very much did not need it. But then again, you know what? Ew. I guess the 70s and 80s horror movies, people are there for... not a good enough excuse. It's I mean, not good enough. It, there's like a scene like this in pretty much every 70s and 80s movie where it's just like a very random scene with like too much nudity. And it's like, why do why do we need this? But so we don't need it. I guess we do what not I'm need getting it. at. Yeah. And we'll get there because at the end, there's another similar scene that I'm like, this is the male gaze. And I didn't need that as oh, a female. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. We'll get there. I We're agree not completely. there yet. Um, that one I can forgive a little bit more and we'll go into it no. than this one because this no. one came out of fucking nowhere. It's like, why? This one came out of nowhere. Why do I need to see a robot like pseudo raping a, a character who's like a strong female character in a random like porn room out of nowhere? He takes a porno magazine and is shoving it down her throat as if it's nothing, as if that's casual. Yeah, and, and he then has the no other emotion characters, on his face. Yeah, it's very No weird. emotion, which makes sense later in a couple of minutes. But the other characters are coming and like trying to get him off of her. And that's when we realize that Ash, the science officer who disregarded professional opinion from Ripley to let the person who had a monster on their face come inside of the ship. Yeah. And was like, absolutely, come on in. Exactly. You realize this guy has been like 
sort of behind it the whole time. But the other people who are left alive, which is Parker and Lambert, yeah, walk in and help get the science officer off of Sigourney Weaver. And Ash. Yeah. Ash. Sir Bilbo. Yeah. Start spazzing out and like flailing. And then he hits his head and mm-hmm. his head legit pops off and exposes. Well, no, he's decapitated. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Parker decapitates him. At some point he hits him in the head and his head just like pops off. So that's a scene that like really upset viewers. Why? People who were like in the front row of the movies back in 1979 were like, can I please sit further back? Because I don't want to see it. That's upsetting, which is insane. And then you see all of his innards, right? You see all of Ash's innards. Ash is a science officer. Sir Bilbo is a science officer. And you see him get decapitated and you see the inside of his body. And his body is all wires and like juice and it's really gross. But do you know what it's made of, Ariana? His head, you mean? No, all of it. Like his innards. I know that his head was spaghetti, caviar, and onion rings. That's correct. (laughs) Yeah. I'm honestly very impressed that you know (laughs) that it was onion rings. And it is fiber optic cables, pasta, milk, and then Foley catheters, which Ariana knows is a urinary catheter. (laughs) So most of the innards of this robot were were urinary catheters. Well, Foley's are can be any type of catheter because they have like rectal Foley's. Okay, and so stuff. It, it's an indwelling urinary catheter. <laughs> it's it's an a specific in, sort of indwelling, indwelling urinary catheter. catheter. Yeah, um, that's insane. And then a bunch of milk. Okay, the milk thing. So funny. Oh my god. So let me ask you this: Did you think okay. that? So obviously when this happens, Parker's character goes, oh my God, he's a robot. Just to like, un- yeah. to make, you know, the audience be like, oh shit, that's what's happening. But I knew that because I had seen this before, obviously. So the whole time I was looking for clues to <laughs> make me, you know, know whether or not he was a robot from the beginning. And I did notice a few things. But my question is, do you think that Sigourney Weaver knew he was a robot? No. Me neither. But on the second watch, I'll tell you why this could be true. So... There's a part where everyone's freaking out. It's like right after the captain dies. Um, And she specifically asks him, she says, do you or mother have any suggestions about what to do next? Mother being the onboard computer. Mother being the other computer. Yeah. And his reply is, we are still collating, which means we're still, you know, it's like what computers do when they're trying to figure things out and, you know, understand And she just kind of shrugs and takes that answer, which I'm like, okay, why would you ask a person be like, do you or mother, like mother being the computer, have any suggestions unless you thought he was a robot? So that's number one. That's that's my one thought. And then for sure, there's another scene where him and Sigourney Weaver are having like a verbal altercation, basically like right after he like Mm -hmm. undermines her authority and lets them in anyway. Um, and he, she ends up like leaving the room and he dramatically takes a drink and he's not drinking like whiskey or water, but it's like in a whiskey glass and it's milk and it looks like what comes out of him in this scene. that. Yeah. He like dramatically drinks like milk and I'm like, what are you doing? He's drinking robot juice. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so weird. He's hydrating with his robot juice. Yeah. Final, final reason I think she knows he's a robot is because... There's a scene where I think right after they land on the alien planet and 
I think they're trying to figure out like what the climate is outside. And there's a screen, like a computer screen, and there's just like numbers going up. And he's staring at it and interpreting the numbers. And he's like, oh, it's blah, blah, blah climate. Like this is what it's like outside. Like based on numbers on a screen, he's understanding like computer code. And they're... Yeah, but he's, he's supposed to be a scientist, right? So like if I was an environmental science scientist on a ship... I feel like I would know, like, okay, this level of humidity, this level of... But the numbers aren't, like, in any pattern. It looks like how, like, you know, in the Matrix, when it's just, like, lines and lines of numbers, and they're all, like, ones and zeros, but they're, like, all the numbers. And they're just in rows and rows, and it's just all numbers, and they're just changing. Yeah. That's that's a good point. It's not like it's, like, you know, an order to them. that's a very good point. Yeah. It's so weird. It's yeah, it's kind of chaotic. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so they end up killing the science officer robot Bilbo Baggins slash Ian Holm. Sir Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Sir Bilbo Baggins. Sir. And they put his hair, his head next to his fucked up robot body on the table, so they can have a conversation with his decapitated robot head about what he knows about the alien. Yeah. And then just like a bunch of milk juice. It's so much that's milk the inside. It's, it's a lot of milk. He's sweating milk. It's just a lot. He does. He sweats milk. I loved that. I yeah. loved it. I I'm so was glad dying. It, I'm so glad you did. I That was the moment when I texted you, and I was like, you need to see this movie. It's got crazy <laughs> practical effects. I was dying. I was it's like... milk. The part where they... Like, he's exploding milk, and they are, like, melting his face. Anyway, so it's a good scene. You should watch it. Okay. On YouTube. Okay. Anyway, so there's only three of them left, and they decide to abandon ship and blow up the alien on the inside. So they decide that they're going to abandon the ship, and they're going to escape in a mini spaceship. Um, and Parker... They're done. Yeah. They're like, we're out of here. We are done. There's <laughs> an alien in this ship. And, we are so done. And so, Let's leave. Yeah. They just, so they split up again, and Parker and Lambert go off to stock up on coolant for the spaceship they're going to escape on. And Sigourney Weaver is getting ready to set the ship up to self-destruct. And she's um, she finds the spaceship cat named Jonesy. And he's the cutest. And she's like, oh shit. So she puts him in a cat carrier that is conveniently right next to him and takes him with her. And then she hears screaming from the other room and finds that the only other two people that were there with her have been killed by the aliens. So she's like, okay, f- absolutely fuck this. So she runs into the other room and sets mm-hmm. the spaceship up to self-destruct. What a badass move, right? I know. she's This whole scene, like, I can't even tell you how dramatic it is. There's, like, lights and... It is flashing. There is steam. Like, steam for no reason because it's, like, the ship's not breaking. So, like, why is there, like, steam everywhere? Like, she's setting it up. So it's very dramatic for no reason. You set it to self-destruct, so there's steam. (laughs) So she's, like, running with the cat. Oh, the cat. Jonesy. Jonesy is in his carry, and she's running with him. Jonesy, who she has put into a box with holes in it. Yeah, like a weird space cat carrier. So she eventually gets into the pod, and it's just, like, just in time for the spaceship to blow up and she's like far enough away that it explodes and she sees it and then she it's like all quiet again she takes the cat out of the carrier and puts it in like one of the hypersleep chambers and closes the lid uh-huh. and she 
all of a sudden looks up and there's an alien in the fucking pod with her. Not in the pod, in like the spaceship with her, like the mini spaceship. Yeah. So she blew up the freaking mother spaceship for no reason. And so she's like, God damn it. And she freaks out and runs to the closet and is like hiding in the closet and then gets this idea where she's going to get into an astronaut's uniform that's in the closet with her. While she's doing that, she once she's in the spaceship, the space suit or whatever, and she has like a source of oxygen, she flips some mm-hmm. switch and like some sort of like gas or like some spray gas thing comes into the spaceship and the cat's like safe because it's in a pod and she's safe because she has her oxygen on. And so the alien comes out of its hiding space and goes out into the middle of the room. And so while this is happening, she steps out of the closet and she's holding like this harpoon thing. And so she like flips another switch and the spaceship door opens and it sucks the alien like into the doorway. And then she uses her harpoon to like harpoon the alien and push him outside the ship. But then because it's a harpoon, he's like still attached and flies into the engine and like explodes, which is so cool. Cause it's like just a series of like, it's, it's pretty sick. Cool things that, yeah. So the alien's dead and she gets to go to sleep in her pod with her little kitty mouth. And it's the best ending oh, ever. No. <laughs> yeah. She just gives like a very matter of fact, like dissertation. Yeah. And that's apparently what she used to audition for this role was that monologue at the end really yeah respect yeah it's a good monologue Mm -hmm. yeah very cute so you know the alternate ending though right oh no what was it so at the end ridley scott wanted the alien to bite off ripley's head no yeah and then make a final log in her voice (gasps) oh that would be cool that would be like hardcore horror no That'd be bad. Ooh, I would have liked that. It'd be that, hardcore though. horror. It'd be bad. <laughs> that would have been But crazy. the producer were like, no. <laughs> that would have been so much cooler. Oh my God. No, that would have been awful. I would have Ariana, loved this movie no. so much more if that were the case. No, that would have been awful. No, it has to die. It's bad. <laughs> Except that. It's bad. I mean, there's a million other movies, so clearly it didn't even matter, but yeah. No, how dare you? So now it's time. Time to see where it scores. <laughs> what do you think? Um, Let's see. Well, I guess I should do my own rating and you should do your own rating. Sure. I'll go first. Okay. Um, I think that this movie, I really enjoyed the characters. I liked Ripley's character. Mm-hmm. I very much liked that there was a cat with her at the end because... Yeah, the cat. You yeah. always have a horror movie dog, but you never have a horror movie cat. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, I looked up, there is a website, doesthedogdie.com. Yeah. It's not just for dogs, and I did look it up. And Yay. I was like, hey, <laughs> does the cat die because I'm attached? And it was like, no. Yes. And I said, okay. Yeah. I was so happy the cat lived, and I liked that the alien was not a traditional like green humanoid alien it was like more insect like um i thought that was really cool so Mm -hmm. i felt like it did set you up with like a you know with dread but i also did feel like a big chunk of the movie was very slow at the beginning so i'll give people that um (laughs) so i'm gonna say this is a nine out of ten for me Nine, nine out, of, out of ten. Nine out of ten beads of forehead sweat. Ariana, <laughs> you give this a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten beads. 
Yeah. What's yours? Uh, oh, no. You're not going to like it. That's okay. Just go ahead and say it. Okay. All right. You're going to be mad. Just say it, Kate. <laughs> no, I can't. You can't say it? No. Okay. It's four out of ten. Oh, okay. It's four out of ten. Tell us why. Alien mouths. Alien mouths. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't care about the characters. They're boring to me. Uh, Sigourney Weaver is boring to me. What? I like Sigourney Weaver. Uh, so th- there's not oh a lot of character God. development. Like, she, I think it goes exactly as I expect it to. I know, I understand people are very angry now. I get that. I get that and I and accept it. Yeah, you expect it to because I, it created all these tropes. <laughs> yeah, and I get that. I get that. I do. I understand. The one thing I will give you is I do feel, I do agree, it's not as visually stunning as it could have been. Like, it's not. The it's set kind was of kind of boring. boring. Yeah, I agree with that one. Okay. All right, let's do scoreboard. Let's go on nightlighthorrormovieclub.com. <laughs> let's. Let's see. This is, okay, so this is going to upset people. And I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I know that people grew up with this movie and it's very important to them. I can't believe that you have The Thing as number one and you're going to rank Alien very low. That's crazy to me. So, it's so very similar the vibes. The Thing? No. Yes. It's not. It is. Everything you said about this movie, that's how I feel about The Thing. Sorry. <laughs> the Thing is a murder mystery. It just. Alien, we know exactly what's coming. Ugh. <sighs> Okay, where do you want to put it? I think sometime, somewhere in the middle is fine with me. Um, where do you want to put it? Where do I want to put it? Hmm. I will say I really like this movie, but looking at everything that's on up really high, like it's hard for me to make yeah. a story for this going higher than those. So I'm going to totally be okay putting it. But this is because I like this movie for different reasons than I normally like horror movies because I like the science and everything behind it. So... I feel okay putting it like in the 30s or 40s on here. 30s or 40s? Yeah. We, we're in 77. Yeah, in the middle. I'm okay with that. The middle? Um, okay. Let's be trolls and put it next to Halloween. <laughs> how do you feel about, how do you feel compared to Halloween? How do you feel? I liked Halloween better. I would say between Halloween and The Visit. I would be okay with it being the new 66. Yes. And by I'm okay with it, I mean... I'm not okay with it, but I'm okay with it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I really, the problem is I really like this movie, but I really like a lot of these other horror movies too, and almost more than it for horror movie reasons, and so that's what I'll... This is 66. 66. Okay. Not bad. All right. New 66. Got it. Before we go, let me shout out our new website. Um, So if you want a place where you can go and get all of the episodes... And you can see everything in one website. We do have a new website, nightlighthorrormovieclub.com. And we also have awesome merch on that website. Um, And No, like really good merch, like cute merch. Yeah, it's it's an Etsy store that we partners with called Witchy Vibes of Mine. Um, and she makes new items every week coordinated with the episode, um, sometimes with mini episode themes too. Um, and you can get 10% off if you use code nightlight. Um, I also have a little game on our website right now. So there's a little picture and if you can name (laughs) all of the scream Queens hint, one of them is from this episode. 
Um, That's right. You can win a prize. So go on there and um, submit your guesses and we'll send you free shit. And just FYI, we've had one club member get this right on the first try. Carly. Carly, we're looking at you. Carly wins the world. She got everything right on the first try without any hints. I've had to supply hints because there are a couple that are pretty hard to guess. So um, Carly won everything, But if you don't get it right on the first try, we'll give you a hint. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. Just send us what you do know. And as long as you get the majority, I'll give you all the hints you want. As long as you're trying, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Yeah, that's our new... But if 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 you like the club, if you have a movie you want to recommend, anything, if you have thoughts, Find us. Drop us a line. It's the Nightlight Horror Movie Club at gmail.com. And yeah, that's the horror episodes and the mini episodes too. So just let us know. Yeah. And in regards to our next movie, Kate let me pick this time. <laughs> I did. Since she picked Creature Feature and somehow <laughs> I, I didn't up... pick it, okay? <laughs> well, she picked the theme. She picked. Creature feature. I, I did pick the theme. And I didn't know it would be I suggested Alien. Alien and then people voted and we all picked Alien because you guys are awesome and That's Alien's true. awesome. We did. We did. But we did. the new theme that I want to do is recent horror movies. So things that have come out yeah. oh, good. in the recent um, few years. Within the last year. Yeah. So I want to do in the last five years, but Kate wants to do in the last year. But I feel like our options are limited if that happens because of COVID and how everything's been closed down. Let's do the last three years. How about that? Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Last three years that had to have come out in 2019 or later. And if it's a great horror movie, suggest it on our poll. And then maybe we'll cover it next time. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway. But until next time, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Bye. Bye.